Good morning to each and every one of you. Happy Thanksgiving. Come on, let's give a clap offering of praise to our God today. Amen. It is honestly so great to see each and every one of you here on site, the many from our church family and guests that are watching online from here in Ottawa and across Canada and from around the world. And we're honored to have two guests today, Dan Guther and Ken McLaren. Could you guys just stand? Can we give it up for these guys right now? Yeah. I'm going to formally introduce them a little later, but Dan is a pastor of a church in the suburbs of Ottawa, Grace Assembly, and Ken is the director of Ottawa Inner City Ministries, and we want to be a Thanksgiving blessing to these amazing ministries, and we're going to show you a video clip in just a little bit. But I want to take a couple of meaningful moments this morning to talk to you about thanks living. Everybody say thanks living. One, two, three. Thanks living. Thanks living by faith. I think the go-to verse that we often go to is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, where Paul said, give thanks in all circumstance, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And he teaches us, first of all, what should we do? Give thanks. And then he tells us about when should we do this in all circumstances, not for them, but when you're in them, when you're on the, on the mountain, you're in the valley, things are good, things are tough, you still give them thanks. And why do you do this? Because this... It's God's will in Christ Jesus. Many people come to me and say, I don't know the will of God. I'll tell you the will of God. Give thanks. Amen? Give thanks whether it's good or bad, tough, or everything's fine. Always give thanks. Here's the nugget of truth that I want to drop into your spirit today. It's a unique angle. This is the big idea. This is the main theme. Giving thanks after a breakthrough. Write this in your notes. It's, it's gratitude. When you give God thanks after you get through it, that's gratitude, and that's important to do. But when you give thanks before the breakthrough, that's faith. It takes faith to give thanks when you don't see the breakthrough yet. When you're in sickness and you're believing for a miracle, it takes faith to give thanks. Or, or there's no provision. You just lost your job, or, or you're walking through a challenge in your marriage, and it doesn't seem like there's a way out of this. You don't know how it's going to come together. Giving thanks before the breakthrough is faith. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. Thanks living by faith. I want to take you this morning for just a couple of brief moments to Romans chapter 4, verse 17 down to verse 21. I want to talk to you today about a guy in the Bible named Abraham. Now, his name didn't start Abraham. It was Abram. And Abram means, means, um, means a father of, of many. But that's what Abram means. But then Abraham means the father of a, of a huge multitude. And God actually changed his name before Isaac was born. And God was teaching Abram, who became Abraham, to live his life by faith and thanksgiving. A story is found in Genesis 12 down to Genesis 25. We're not going to read those chapters. We're going to reflect from Romans chapter 4, 17 to 21. I'm going to give you very quickly six principles that I believe God put in my spirit to share with you today about thanks living by faith. But let me read verse 17 and verse 18. Paul writes to the church of Rome. And he says, as it is written, I made you a father of many nations. That's what God did for Abraham. He made him a father of many nations. He's our father in the sight of God, in whom we believe the God who gives life to the dead. Maybe your marriage feels dead. I believe God wants to bring life to it. Somebody say amen today. Maybe there's trouble in your home and it feels like it's dead and it's over. I believe God wants to bring life. Maybe you're feeling discouraged and down and depressed. God wants to bring life to your dead situation. Watch this. And calls into being 
things that were not. That sounds to me a little bit like Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Just because you don't see it in the natural doesn't mean God can't do it. Is there a little witness in the house today? How many people believe God can do the supernatural? Look at verse 18. Against all hope. Everything's going against Abraham. In hope he believed. In hope he believed. And so he became the father of many nations, just as has been said to him, so shall your offspring be. I want to give you these six principles. The very practical, number one. The first practical, if you're going to live a life as a pastor of a church or a leader of a ministry or as a congregant walking for Jesus, if you're going to live a life of thanks living by faith, number one, you got to face the facts. You can't live in the river called denial. you got to face the fact of what you're going through. Don't pretend it's not there. Don't ignore it. I want you to look at verse 19 because it says, without weakening in his faith. I love that. I wish I had time to dive into that, but Abraham didn't weaken his faith. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. And I studied the word dead in the, in, in, in the Greek language, and it, it's the perfect tense. It means it's permanent. This guy's so old, there's going to be no offspring in the natural. The dude is like 100 years old. And in that culture in that day, that, that was old. People lived more than 100 back then, but he was old. It, it's over. His childbearing days over. He's about 100 years old, and Sarah's womb was also dead. She was barren. She couldn't conceive. And her womb was a tomb, and she couldn't conceive. And he's up in years, and nothing in the natural could happen. But how many people are glad for the supernatural? Come on, anybody glad? Come on, anybody glad for the supernatural? But you got to face the fact. you got to face the fact it's not going well. Things aren't good. I need a miracle. Face the facts. Then there's number two. Work through your doubts. You, you got to process your doubts. Everybody in the house today is going to have moments where you doubt. You're going to waver a bit back and forth. I, God's going to bring me through. I don't know if I'm going to get through. God's going to bring me through. I don't know if I'm going to get through it. It's normal to have doubts. and It's normal to go back and forth. But don't dwell in your doubts. Dwell in Jesus. Work them through. Process them through. It says he didn't waver through unbelief. He didn't stay in his doubts. He didn't dwell in it. When things aren't going well, don't, don't stay down. The devil wants you to stay down and discouraged. But God wants you to lift up your eyes, and he wants you to, to process through your doubts. And, and then, then there's number three. Hold on, Scripture. And God has given some of you a word. And I know as I look down to you, Ken, God's given you a word. And, and Dan, God's given you a word for Richmond. And I, I prophesy over you guys. Hold on to that word. Don't let go of it. And I look at you here on site and to you that are watching online. Hold on to the promise that God has given to you. Cling to the word. Cling to the truth. Don't let go of it. God is not just a promise keeper. He's, he's a promise maker. And he is, he's true to his promise. What he says he will do. I think we need to pause and give a little clap offering of praise to our Lord God today. Now, now watch this. Watch this. When you look in Genesis chapter 12, then Genesis 13, Genesis 15, Genesis 17, Genesis 21, five times God reiterates the promise to Abraham. Chapter 12, chapter 13, 15, 17, 21. Now watch this. The word promise is mentioned four times in Romans chapter 4. I don't think that's an accident. 
I think God is driving home that he, he keeps reiterating the promise. Here's what goes down in my life. When God gives me a promise, he gives me a signpost along the way to remind me that he gave me a promise and he's going to keep it because sometimes you've got to wait a long time. Do you know how long Abraham waited for Isaac to be born? 25 years. Now, now let's talk about Noah for a minute. God gave him a promise that he's going to send a flood, but you're going to make an ark. And he, 100 years making that ark. 100 years. 100 years. Sometimes you're going to wait a long time to see the revelation of the promise that God has given you. But God is never early and he's never late. For some of you today, it feels like it's 11.59.59. The 59th minute and the 59th second. But God will show up. Because he makes promises and he keeps promises. Hold on to it. Then there's number four. Let God strengthen your faith. I used to think, oh man, I I wish I had the faith of Smith Wigglesworth. I wish I had the faith of Oswald Chambers. I wish I I had the faith of so-and-so's. But you, you know what? Little faith in a big God works. God grows your, it only takes the faith of a mustard seed to move a mountain. But when you start with a faith that might seem weak and low and shallow and you put it in a big God, I'll tell you what God does. He stretches and he grows your faith. Now, now watch this. God hasn't called you to live a comfortable life. He's called you to live a life of faith and trust in him. And I believe God is stretching your faith. But, but the further an elastic band is stretched, the further the elastic band will go. And the further your faith is stretched, the further God can take you in the journey. I think it was Philip Yancey who says, faith is sometimes believing in advance for what only makes sense in reverse. I love that. Faith is believing in advance what will only make sense in reverse. And somebody like, I, I can't see my way. I'm in the fog. I'm in the cloud. It's, it's difficult. I don't like what I'm going through. I can't see good coming out of this. But you're going to get through to the other side. And you're going to look back and say, God was in charge. God brought me through. So let God strengthen your faith. It says in verse 20, but, but, but it says in verse 20, but was strengthened in his faith, but was strengthened in his faith. Look, look at verse 20, strengthened in his faith. It's like God is, is putting power in it. It's like God is putting gas in your tank. It's like God is pushing it forward. He's, he's strengthening your faith and your faith gets stronger through trials and trials reveals what's in you. Trials reveal the faith that's in you. And I would challenge you to live a walk by faith and thanksgiving. Now, let's come to number five. It's going to come together. Keep giving God the glory and the thanks. Keep on giving him the glory and the thanks. It says, and gave glory to God. Anybody remember a guy in the Bible named Jehoshaphat? Come on, if you remember that name, lift up your hand. Jehoshaphat. I want you this week to read 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Because in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, there's three armies, enemies of the Israelites coming against them. The, the Muonites, the Ammonites, and the Moabites. And they're fighting against the Israelites, and it's not good. And Jehoshaphat didn't know what to do. And so he calls out to God. When you don't know what to do, call out to God. You ever, ever hear some people go, oh, my goodness. We're going to have to, does it come down to that? All we got is prayer. 
I mean, this is really bad. There's no, it's, it's, it's come down to prayer. No, it hasn't come down to prayer. You don't end with prayer. You start with prayer. Come on, is there a witness in the house? You don't end with prayer. You start with prayer. And Jehoshaphat called it to God, and God revealed a really interesting battle plan. He said, put the praisers out front, and I want them to say, give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. And I'm sure Jehoshaphat's like, come on, God, those Moabites, Ammonites, and Moonites, they've got more weapons. You just want us to give praise? And God says, I want you to, I want you to give praise. Because praise church is the plow that prepares for the supernatural. And when they started to give thanks to God, his love endures forever. And they stood their battleground. God gave victory. I want to challenge you to stand strong in your faith with God and give him thanks for the miracle. You don't have, it's, some people think, oh, I got to wear, if I keep begging God, I'm going to wear him down like I used to do to my mother when I was a little kid. Please, mommy, please, mommy, please, 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 please. Okay, just do it. You don't wear God down. You pray it once by faith for the miracle. And then you start giving him thanks for the miracle. Come on, is there a witness in the house today? Ask him and then thank him. And keep giving him thanks. That's what I do in my life. God's spoken things in my spirit. I've asked Jesus and I believe it's a promise of God. God has shown me things for this place. And I'll tell you, a vision of God is always bigger than a man and, or a woman. And I believe what God wants to do in this place is bigger than me or you. And it's going to take God. And I've asked him, and now I'm thanking him in advance. Because, because gratitude is thanking him after the breakthrough. And faith is giving him thanks before the breakthrough. Does it make sense? And then there's number six. And I'm going to land the preaching plane on number six. Rest in the character of our God, rest in God's character. What did Paul say about, about Abraham? Being fully persuaded. Persuaded means convinced. It means I've worked it through, I've sorted out, and I know that 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 God had the power to do and has the power to do what he had promised. It's like Abraham looked at God and said, God, I'm, I'm 100, and uh, my biological days of conceiving and being part of that process, they're done. And my wife has been barren, but you've given me a promise that I'm going to be the father of many nations. And so, God, it ain't my problem. It's yours. And I'm just going to release it to you. One year, two years, three years, four years, five, 10, 20, 25 years later, God released the answer to the promise. Some of you are in the waiting room, and I believe God wants me to say, trust and obey, walk and live by faith and thanksgiving. If God's given you a promise, he will release the miracle. Give him thanks in the journey. Come on, somebody... Somebody give a little clap offering of praise. Come on, somebody give a little clap offering of praise to our Lord God. Now, we've been on a journey as a church. We, God bless us with this beautiful auditorium. We took out a 20-year mortgage. God's given us grace and space to help us to have it paid in full in 15 years next spring. We're on track. 
and we give God glory and honor. And most of you know, if you're a guest today, you may not know this one, a journey of expanding again of what we believe God wants to do for the children's wing and the Next Gen Center. And years ago, we took Thanksgiving to take up an offering to help us with our debt reduction. And it was a good reason and a good goal. But here's what happened. Holy Spirit spoke to the leadership to turn our face stronger to our community and not take up an offering for our, our mortgage on Thanksgiving Sunday, but do it for outside the walls. The moment we did that, the financial window of heaven began to open in a larger realm over this house. This church gives so much. We give 30 cents of every dollar outside the walls of this church. We are supporting 26 global workers and many, that's monthly, and many more in one-time blessings and many in our community. And we've had Holy Spirit speak to us this year to turn our face towards two great ministries, Grace Assembly. And Pastor Dan, I honor you today. You left a comfortable position on a great staff in a great church to go and take a church that's re-DNA'd and move back into Richmond. You're the right man in the right place at the right time, and God's using you greatly. I honor you. And Ken, God has placed you with Ottawa Inner City Ministries. Right man, right time, right place. And there's a miracle happening getting that Salvation Army building. This house knows that we have set a goal of $80,000. It's an aggressive faith goal. $20,000 is coming from our general fund, and we believe God's going to release $60,000 above our tithes. And I just simply say to the house, don't divert your tithe to this. This is above your tithe. Let God speak to you. I want you to turn your attention to the screen. And you're going to hear some stories of some thanks living by faith of what God is doing in these ministries. Watch and be blessed. Hey, Woodville family, happy Thanksgiving. Well, we really love our city of Ottawa. And this Thanksgiving Sunday, we want to be a blessing to two amazing organizations. One is Ottawa Inner City Ministries, and the other is Grace Assembly in Richmond. Our goal today is $80,000. God has postured us as a church to be a blessing in this city. Let's hear the stories and see what God does today. Hi, I'm Ken McLaren, Executive Director of Ottawa Inner City Ministries. We're in the alley, but just across the street is the building of which is the topic of conversation today. We came to this space in uh, 2018 and we asked the landlord after several attempts of trying to get the space I finally contacted the landlord and just days actually before we had to be moved out of our last space, we got the lease signed and we are here. This building is a space where we are dedicated to God. When we are considering whether to take this space or not, well, I took my staff up into the mezzanine and I prayed, God, you never intended this building to be a, a restaurant or anything else. This has been intended for the glory of God. And so we rededicate this building unto you. We rededicate it back to you. And God has over and again, layers upon layers, shown a miracle and grace and mercy and favor in ways that you really can't imagine. If we didn't have a space to do this work, we wouldn't be doing anything. It would be dead in the water because we need space front level, street level, where our friends can come and street friends and our clients can come and get help. And since we moved from a third story in Bank Street, to a ground level on Gladstone, we're getting more and more and more people. There are more people homeless come to us for sleeping bags, 
and knapsacks and food than we ever even thought, just because we're visible, just because we know. They know where we are. So outreach teams go on the streets each weeknight, seven days a week. We connect with people, we give out things that'll meet felt needs, sandwiches, granola bars, juice boxes, but honestly, we're so much more than that. We're about relationships. We're about earning the right to speak into someone's life. We're, we're about earning trust so the people who have not trusted and couldn't trust anyone before can trust us. And then that opens the door for the glorious, wonderful message of the love of God through Jesus Christ and what he has done on the cross. So right here, people line up on the street for food. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we'll have 60 people come up to get food. And we're, we're, we're helping them with food, but we really want to connect with them. So we're visiting with them and catching up with them and telling the stories and reacquainting ourselves and finding out how they're doing and how's your child and have you heard back from any of your family and these kinds of things that are very, very important because no one else asks asking those questions. So then on Wednesdays and Thursdays, we have a youth program inside where youth come in, mostly youth that are fleeing domestic violence in the home. Youth come in and they have a warm space, a safe space, a beautiful space, a hot meal, and they do art. But it's not about art. We're not creating artists either. We're helping to build self-esteem and self-worth in young people that are fleeing home because of domestic violence. On Wednesdays, we have our inner city outreach and support where veterans come in who we met on street outreach and invited, or we met on door outreach and we invited them in, and they come into this warm, safe space for fellowship and camaraderie, and we connected in the last count 62 veterans who are homeless, who are at risk of homelessness, and they come into a welcoming, warm, safe community and it's working really, really well. So all to say on the bottom line, thank you. Thank you, thank you so very much. Without your prayers and support and encouragement, we could never do, we wouldn't even begin to do the things that we are doing with your prayers and God's help. God bless you so much. Hi, my name is Dan Guther, and I am the pastor of Grace Assembly here in Richmond, Ontario, South Ottawa. And uh, we meet here at the Legion, and God has opened this door for us to be here after uh, 20 years of different locations, starting out here in Richmond and going to another location. Uh, we're here again, and we're excited to be here. We're excited that God has opened this door for us. And... Uh, we're looking forward to what God is going to do in this place. So part of our passion here, moving back into Richmond, is that we can reach out into the community once again. We do have a vision for the greater ward, but uh, to be amongst people. Uh, this is a passion of ours, and uh, God has laid it upon my heart and upon the heart of the leadership team here that uh, we wanna reach the the vulnerable, the least of these. And uh, our, our, of course our thinking goes towards children, so we would like to start up, restart our children's uh, ministry program. Uh, we had this before COVID uh, at our other location. This one's a bit of a challenge because it is a one room, so we can have a service, but we can't have another ministry going on. And so we would like to start a uh, children's program uh, rent during the week and uh, just care for the community that way. So on Sunday we come in, we set up. Uh, they have everything here for us. It is a blessing to be here. It's a blessing for them. It's a blessing for us. And we just set up 
their chairs. Uh, we bring some of our sound equipment. They already have uh, a board and uh, audio visual that we just plug into, and so it's a great setup. And uh, uh, people just come, and uh, people are excited within our own church because it's here at the Legion. Uh, it's an answer to prayer, and this was on the hearts of some of our own people before we came, and it's a godsend. When we were looking for a space, uh, we had to do that within a week. Um, I asked other churches. They were not available at the time, and then I approached the Legion, and they were more than happy for us to come and uh, meet with them, and so it's a great relationship. I really do want to thank uh, Woodville for stepping in at this time. It is an answer to prayer. Uh, God has provided uh, up to this point. And um, it was just a real answer to prayer when Pastor Mark contacted me. And um, we are so excited that God is opening doors. And it's just been one of these things. Uh, our congregation is small. It's so tenuous. People always uh, say, how do you do it? Like, how do you survive? as such a small congregation and they say well it's just the lord and there's been times that god has um, just answered prayers where it seemed impossible and so this is one of these things that is an answer to an impossible prayer we really felt as a pastor when i came in two and a half years ago that we should be back in richmond and so this is a way for us to do that and so from from all of us from my heart Thank you so much. Isn't that exciting to see what God is doing through these amazing ministries? And Pastor Dan, as I said, God has placed you in the right place at the right time. And I shared something with you that I shared with the house that we want to cover their rent for one entire year just to lift that financial burden. And I know that God has put in your heart to start a children's ministry, to reach the children in Richmond. And we want to sow a large sum of money in to help make that happen. We want to see the kingdom of God advanced in Richmond. And I just again say, and I say it publicly as you stand on this platform, right man, right place, right time. And he's laboring for the kingdom of God. And God has postured us as a church, I believe, to be a place of blessing. And we want to do that. We also want to share with you that we have many resources in our children's ministry. And our children's pastor said, contact her. We want to bless you with curriculum and stuff that's going to help the kingdom of God be advanced. We want to lift your arms. We want to help you and help your leadership and help that church. Our prayer is that that Legion room will be so filled to capacity that they need to either start more services or find a larger room. Our prayer is that Richmond would be one for Jesus. Come on, is there a witness in the house today? Jesus would be made famous in Richmond. And Ken, I, I've known you for many years. Both of these gentlemen are ordained ministers with the Pentecostal Subs of Canada. And Ken, God has placed you right place, right time. There's an anointing and a gifting on you that's it's rare and it's unique. And there's, there's favor over you. And this is big. I know this is big. To purchase this building 
What they may not know is that, is that Ken has checked 70 places plus, and it boils down to here. And God is giving you this place, and we want to sow a large sum of money to help you purchase that building for the kingdom of God. Amen. So, Dan, we're going to pray in a moment. Come on, honor this man. Honor him. Take, take a moment and just share with the church family. We are so appreciative of uh, what happened here. Last year, God provided through an individual, through an estate, and we were able to uh, survive. And then uh, this year, I was just praying and thinking, God, how is this going to happen? Because it is a tenuous ministry. It's uh, the demographic, etc. cetera. Um, but uh, then Pastor Mark calls, and it's like, wow. And people were asking, my counsel was asking, my wife is going, how are we going to get through this next year? And then he calls. And so I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for uh, this opportunity. The Lord is faithful, and your message said that, believing on the promise and just trusting God. Yeah. I want to say something else to you, Pastor Dan. You shared when I was out at your building that you need a place to store stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm trusting that the money that we sow into this ministry could pay for a storage unit Mm -hmm. to help store some of your stuff Mm -hmm. on site. We want you to succeed for the kingdom of God. Amen. 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 Ken, take a moment and share a few words. Well, thank you, uh, Pastor Mark, and thank you. Thank you, Woodvale, for your generosity and your help by more than a building, more than so much money per square foot. This is a place on street level where folks get help. One of the youth in our program, Renee, will call her, uh, as, as a child, her and her sister were, they went through some terrible, terrible things. In fact, it, it was recorded in the newspaper about 15 or 16 years ago that, that they were locked in a, in, a, in a furnace room downstairs and food was thrown down the stairs to them. They didn't have a washroom, they didn't have water, just whatever was thrown to them for several months, for, for a lengthy period of time. Uh, and she was forgotten and she was invisible but God never forgot her. God saw her. And uh, she's come to us, and she's come uh, to make a profession of faith in Jesus Christ. She's been through our work skills program, and she's graduated, and, and she's on her own. And we just thank God just for the opportunity, in, in, in some measure, Pastor Mark, of being one of the people, one of the agencies that was able to help her along the way. And we give thanks to God for that. Amen. And thank you for being a part of this through your support and your prayers and your encouragement, you are actually a part of this. While we're in the streets, you're here, but together we're getting it done for Jesus' sake. Amen. Amen. Ken, I, I shared at the church a few weeks ago that Evelyn and I were on a prayer walk downtown Ottawa. We go around Parliament Building and we pray. We pray the scriptures that are inscribed on Parliament Building. We pray for Canada. God's given us a deep heart for this church, this city, this nation. And I, I don't think I saw so many homeless people on the streets. There were so many people laying on the street asking for money. And I said to Evelyn, we've got to do something. There's so many hurting people downtown Ottawa. And I want to thank you for what you're doing. We're in the suburbs, but you're in the core of the city. You're in the trenches. And God has placed this ministry for such a time as this. And I believe the best days for this ministry are yet to come, yet to come. That Salvation Army building is, is meant for the kingdom of God. It's not meant to become a restaurant. It's not meant to become an office building. It's meant to be an outreach center for the kingdom of God. 
And so I want you, church family, to stand right now. We're going to pray for these ministries. And before we pray, I just want to invite you as Holy Spirit prompts you, let generosity flow. And if you feel the Spirit of God speaking to you on the theme of generosity for this Thanksgiving project, a blessing, mark on your giving Thanksgiving. We'll know what it's for. Make sure it's above your tithe. And if you go on our church website, you'll see the six different ways of giving. And if you're ready to give today on site, there's offering buckets at the back. There's debit machines in the lobby. And I know you're a generous church. You've proven that so many times. But more than dollars and cents, we want to pray for these gentlemen. So come on, church, extend your hands right now towards them. Father God, we pray for Pastor Dan. We pray for his wonderful wife. We pray for his family, for the church where you have placed them. We pray that, that the best would be yet to come. We pray for revival in Richmond in the name of Jesus. We pray that this children's ministry would explode. We pray that the children would bring moms and dads and brothers and sisters. We pray, God, that that building would become too small for what you're doing in that church. I pray that you'd lift the arms of this man. I pray, God, that he would never walk in discouragement, but he would walk in thanks living. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would use him for the kingdom of God. I pray that this church would come alongside and help him, God, to make a difference in Richmond. We thank you for him, God, and we pray blessing over him in the name of Jesus. And Father God, we pray for this man, Ken McLaren. We pray for Ottawa Inner City Ministries. We pray, God, that this building would be paid in full. We pray in the name of Jesus that you would do a great work through this ministry. I pray that the, the people who are hurting in the downtown core of our city would be touched and ministered to not just in a practical way but Jesus would be shared and they would be added to the kingdom of God strengthen this man I pray no weapon of the enemy formed against him would prosper I know he's in the trenches Lord and I know the enemy is fighting hard but I pray covering up Jesus over this man over his wife over his family in the name of Jesus and I pray that the best would be yet to come so God I give you glory now God I pray for this church family I pray that the spirit of generosity would flow. And I pray that we would be a church that continues to be a blessing in this city and in this nation and around the world. I also pray, God, for everyone in this place that, Lord, what we've talked about today would be imparted into their lives for the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus, we give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise in the name of Jesus. Come on, would thou give a loud clap offering of praise to our Lord God. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. I want every head to be bowed, everyone's eyes to be closed. Whether you're here on site or you're watching online, this is Thanksgiving Sunday, and we give God thanks. We give Him glory and honor. But my question for you in these final moments, if today was the day that you died and you stepped into eternity, do you know that 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 you're going to heaven? Every Sunday, we're seeing people come to Jesus. Last Sunday, we baptized 14 people in water. We're baptizing in water the first Sunday of next month. We're baptizing in a prayer night. People are coming to Jesus every single week. And you're here today on site or you're watching on 
online and you can't answer the question with a definite yes, I'm ready for heaven. I don't want you to think you're going to heaven. I don't want you to hope you're going to heaven. I want you to know that you're going to heaven. Jesus came for you. He died for you. The way to heaven is through a personal relationship through Jesus. This Christianity is not a religion. It's a personal relationship with God through Jesus. And you're here today on site or you're watching online and you've never asked Jesus into your life. I'm, I'd have no greater joy than to lead you in this prayer. And we're going to join you as you pray. So let's pray together. Dear Jesus, come into my life. Please forgive me of my sins. I've decided to follow you. I want to live for you. I want to serve you all the days of my life. Today, I say yes to Jesus. I pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Woodville, open your eyes. Could we celebrate salvations today? Amen. Now, if you're here on site and you made your peace with God through Jesus Christ, you made the best decision of your life. In a couple of moments, on your way out, drop by an exit table. We got a Bible for you. It's free. We got a little booklet for you. It's free. We got a follow class they can tell you about. They can tell you about water baptism. That's the next step. But if you're here today and you're like, I'm just still not sure, sign up for Alpha. It's happening every single week. It's going to help answer your questions. And if you're watching online from somewhere across Canada, around the world, you gave your heart to Jesus, reach out to us. We're going to help you find a life-giving, Bible-believing church in your area. And I'm so glad. Can we give it up now for all the guests that are here today? Come on. I'm honestly, I'm, I'm so glad. Now, if you're our guest, thank you for coming. And I'd encourage you to drop by an exit table. We got a coffee card for you, just our way of saying thank you for coming. And for every guest that's here, we make a donation to the Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario. And we're just grateful for the ministry and what they're doing to help children. And I'm so glad you're here today. Anybody looking forward to your Thanksgiving dinner? I, I am. I am. How many people think the stuffing is the best part? The, come on, how many people know the stuffing is the best part? Oh, oh, yeah. Whew, I can go on and on. I, I just want you to know that Evelyn and I are so grateful and so thankful for each and every one of you. You're an amazing church. We love you so dearly. We're honored to do life with you. And we really believe that the best years for this house are yet to come. And I'd love to pray for you in these final moments. And after I pray, you're dismissed. You can go get your children in the children's ministries. And if you'd like personal prayer, I'd encourage you after the service closes, feel free to come, stand at the front on one of these lines, COVID friendly, someone's gonna come and pray for you. Make sure you join us next Sunday. We're starting a brand new sermon series all about the Holy Spirit. And I'm excited in, in these difficult, dark, challenging days, more than ever, we need to lean in on the Holy Spirit. And God's been downloading to me some thoughts and words that I need to share with the house in this month about Holy Spirit and COVID and in this season. So you're not going to want to miss next Sunday. So just, just, just open your hearts. Father God, I thank you for everyone here today. And I pray blessing on everyone. I pray the sermon 
would dig deep in our hearts. I pray it would not just be a sermon, but it would, it would become a part of our life. It would help us to go forward for you. And I pray, God, for anyone and everyone that's feeling a, a dead situation, that you would bring life to that dead situation. I pray, God, that this sermon would, would encourage each one to go forward in their faith. I pray blessing, God, on every person. Give us a great day, a great week. And I pray you give us so many opportunities to share our faith with you. Give us a great Thanksgiving Monday. And we just give you, God, all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in Jesus' name. Nobody whispered. Everybody shouted amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together and celebrate our Lord, our God, our Jesus. Well, God bless you, church family. Have a great day. We love you so much.